You are listening to Defunct Games Presents Cyril Reads Blaster Master. Meet Jason. Recently, he lost his pet frog. Jason chased after Fred, you know, the frog, and discovered a creepy old swamp. Before long, he decided to jump down a huge hole because maybe, just maybe, that's where his frog went. That's right, he jumped down a huge hole. But it's a good thing he did, because he met an alien girl named Eve, who was on Earth collecting samples for her home planet. Unfortunately, Eve inadvertently brought an evil group of plutonium monsters with her. Thankfully, Jason and Eve have a special car, Sophia the Third. Will this odd couple be able to defeat the evil monsters and save the world? Find out on another exciting episode of Cyril Reed's Blaster Master. Chapter 14 Jason felt lightheaded, as if he were going to be sick. It had something to do with the plutonium boss's voice. The words were reassuring, but the meaning behind them wasn't. He wanted to feel relieved that Fred was alive, but he didn't. He hated to think it, but even death might be better than falling under the control of the plutonium boss. Jason shook those thoughts out of his head. He couldn't afford to stand still at this time. Blasting his way back through the room, he found the door and stepped outside. At the precise moment, Eve rolled by in Sophia the Third. She was going slowly enough so that Jason could pull open the door and hop in. I got him, he said, landing in the seat. Let's go to the next level. Eve didn't answer. She looked straight ahead as Sophia the Third continued its slow course. Jason settled into the seat. Eve must have been fatigued. He didn't blame her. After all, She'd been down here fighting much longer than he had. He had to admire her, and he had to respect her feelings if she wanted to be quiet for a while. Still, it seemed a little strange that she wasn't accelerating at all. But Jason trusted Eve enough to know that she had something up her sleeve. Well, besides her arms. As they approached another lava pit, Jason didn't flinch. Now that they knew what to expect, Eve would simply make the vehicle leap over it. All she had to do was reach out and push the emergency jump button. Out of the corner of his eye, he watched her right hand. It wasn't moving. Sophia the Third rumbled forward. Its front wheel rolled over the lip of the pit. Eve! Jason shouted. What's wrong with you? He eyed the button which was on the left side of Eve's control panel. He would have to reach across her to get to it. Instinctively, his arms darted out. As it did, it passed over, right through her, as if she were a ghost. Chapter 15 Ah! Jason cried out. At the same time his fingers pressed the button, Sophia the Third leapt over the lava pit just in the nick of time. Eve! Stupefied, Jason stared at her expressionless face. She
she just stared ahead, unseeing, unhearing. He felt like he was looking at a movie of Eve, not the real thing. Eve? He tried to touch her, but his hands passed through her again. He snapped his fingers inches from her eyes, but she didn't blink. Slowly, he felt his shock transform into anger. You can't answer, can you? He said, because you're not Eve at all. You're some kind of image, some kind of... Hologram? Blair, the plutonium boss's evil voice. Hope you didn't mind my filling in the world for you. I was getting impatient. How does it feel to be all alone in the underworld, Jason? Jason twisted his way through the driver's seat and took control of Sophia III. Where's Eve? He said. What fun would that be if I just told you? The plutonium boss replied. Clearly, you enjoy this game of searching around. I've just made it a little more challenging. Fury welled up inside of Jason. First Fred, and now Eve. It wasn't fair. Why don't you just take me instead, you blowhard? Jason shouted. Go ahead. Return Eve and Fred, and you just take me. Let's... Let's just forget about the six other levels. I'll, I'll give you the fight right now. What's the matter? Are you afraid? <laughs> Once again, the cavern shook with thunderous laughter. Afraid? Are you still suffering from delusions? Precisely the opposite. The reason I haven't taken you is because you humans are too frail. I need tough species. Ones that I can mutate into other forms that serve my needs. The last time I tried that on a human, well, he fell apart. You consider yourself the most advanced form of life, huh? I have much more success with amphibians. And, of course, natives of that hardy planet, Signorel. The words hit Jason like a sledgehammer force. They toughened his resolve, steeled him for the lonely battle ahead. All right, you warped has-been, he hissed. If that's the way you want it, fine. I'll see you at level eight. More delusions, the plutonium boss screamed. His laughter became shrill and high-pitched, boomeranging around Jason like the howls of caged hyenas. He forged onward. Within the minutes, he had figured out the controls of Sophia III. Level 3 whizzed by in a hail of laser blasts and vaporized robots. There, he was attacked by a group of eight killer robots. Keeping his wits about him, Jason defeated them after a long battle. In level four, Jason felt a rush of energy. When he got past this level, he would be halfway. He raced from room to room, leaving Sophia the third when he needed to collect weapon power. 
The vehicle's power was becoming awesome. It could shoot in all directions. It could hover for long periods of time. It could climb walls and ride along the ceiling. And it could fire bullets that took curved paths to follow moving targets. The level 4 underboss was a frog that hopped wildly around him. Jason looked closely. It wasn't Fred. That was easy enough to see. It was a different breed, a grotesque and overgrown bullfrog, not the mild-mannered species that Jason knew so well. A long tongue lashed out of its mouth, glowing with deadly nuclear energy. Jason hopped aside and bombarded it. When the frog monster disintegrated in a blaze of smoke, Jason fell to his knees. It was time to rest. His muscles were tight with fatigue. He sat on a twisted metallic piece of debris and stared at the floor. And it was something that looked very definitely like an arm. A human arm sticking out from an open door. Suddenly Jason wasn't tired. He ran to the door and yanked it open. He stared in disbelief. He reached down to make sure what he seeing wasn't a hologram. It wasn't. His hand made contact with a protective suit just like his own. Inside the suit, his head tilted lifelessly to one side. It was a boy. A boy that Jason knew. And now, an open letter to A.L. Singer, author of Blaster Master. Hello, A.L. Singer. I am so excited to record this week's episode. And, and, and you know why? It's because we're going to do something I've never done before on this, uh, on this podcast. You see, you see, this week, I received a letter from you. That's right, from you, from A.L. Singer. But, but why am I telling you that? You, you already know. I mean, you, you're the one that sent it. Well... I think you're the one that sent it. it, it it's addressed uh, for. It looks like it comes from um, something called Paul Hastings and Associates. Uh, I I haven't opened it yet, but judging from the letter, it, it looks like it comes from all the way from New York City, which is really exciting. And it, and it's a huge document. Oh my god! All right, so I've decided to read this on air. Uh, so I, I hope there's nothing bad. So so here we go. Grab it here. Let's see. That's, that's opening it here. All right. All right. Dear makers of Cyril Reed's Blaster Master, it has come to our attention that you may have made an unauthorized recording of our client's work, as you neither asked for nor received permi- uh, permission to use the work as the basis of Cyril Reed's Blaster Master, nor to make distributed copies including electronic copies of same, I believe that you have willingly infringed on the right under 17 U.S.C. Section 101 and could be liable for statutory damages as high as 15,000 as set by the fourth in Section 504C2 therein. We asked for you to see San. You know what? I think this. I think this can wait till later. It's. 
just the usual crap. You gushing over how amazing Sir Reed's Blaster Master is and offering me $150,000. But I'm not in it for the money. I'm just here to do it as art. I, have, I, I feel that it is important, increasingly important, uh, that, that, that everybody experiences this book, even if that means that I have to read it to them. So, uh, yeah, that's just me. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big softie. So I appreciate your, your letter, and uh, I'll put it over here in this pile of things to do. Uh, in the meantime, let's uh, talk about how short this episode was. Uh, most chapters in the book are about, you know, five or six pages, but the entire, the entire episode that, that's, that's consisting of two different chapters only rang up as five pages. Talk about tiny. One of the chapters barely fits on two pages, and the other one's almost three pages. I hope this isn't a trend for the rest of the book. I'll give you credit, Mr. Singer. I love this cliffhanger. I know, I know, you're... You're just going to screw it up in the next chapter. But this week, you know, it gives me a chance to try and figure out just, just who the heck this person is. How does how does Jason know him? And Is it another frog collector? Who the hell is it? Can't wait to find out. Sadly, you're going to reveal that it's some no-name asshole that accidentally fell down a hole. Or something like that. Seems like the kind of crap you pull. Anyway, anyway, I, I really should get back to responding to your wonderful letter. I, I'll have to, to look up and see what some of that stuff you, you said means. I actually don't really... It's 17 USC section 105. I don't know. I'll have to find someone who knows what, what you're talking about. Anyway I, anyway, I really do appreciate the kind words. And we'll, we'll talk about that, that price. I don't know if 150000 is quite, quite what this is worth. But anyway... I appreciate it. We'll be in touch. I'll see you next week. Yours truly, Cyril Lachelle.